0: And the children may go to kids' church. Praise the Lord. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, though I was here last week, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and I appreciate... I appreciate Scott and um, Josh for um, filling this pulpit and for doing the work that has to occur, that must occur from this place, from this place on, um, on Sunday mornings among the many other times that it needs to happen. Yesterday was, yesterday was a great day. It was a, it was a, it was a great day to go to Baltimore, and to, and to be a part, and to be a part of all of that. And I may make reference, I may make reference to, to that. But I, but I tell you this, if you've not been, you need to go. You need to go. Um, it is, it is an eye opening. It is an eye opening experience. It is a humbling experience. It, it is a. Um, I, I truly believe it's a life-changing experience to go to Baltimore and to um, to be a part to be a part of something that God is doing in in that in that city in that city and and you, you know um, I, I've told you before I'll tell you again it's the opportunity if you if you need to um, if you need to have a um, reality check. If you need a wake-up call, if you need if you if you desire to hear, if you desire to hear every kind of story that you could ever imagine of what people are dealing with, go to Baltimore. Go to Baltimore and sit down and talk and talk to folks. And by the way, I didn't have the best of conversations with everybody yesterday. Let, let me tell you that I praise God for the team that was downstairs, because you would think that the ones that were upstairs that are supposed to greet everybody, supposed to have a conversation with everybody, that they had that conversation with everybody. But the same Michael that Donna spoke about stood the whole time. I sat down, he stood, and he stood very tall, just in case you wondered. Plays basketball, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, but he looked at me and he said, let me just share with you, and he said it very angrily, and he was very intimidating. He said, I'm not into this prayer thing. And, and, and I, asked him, I asked him if he knew Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah, I actually used to be the Lord of my life when I was eight years old. I was baptized when I was eight years old. I said, so tell me what happened. Tell me what happened to make you so angry. He, he didn't tell me. He told them. He told them downstairs. God God uses everybody in that ministry. Everybody at every point in that ministry is used. And God just just uses you. When you least expect to be used, God uses you. Because I walked downstairs. It's so funny that I had to go downstairs about the same moment that Donna and Michael were having a conversation. And you know, the, the Michael that I saw was not the Michael that Donna was talking to. And I'm going, what happened? What changed from upstairs to downstairs? I could almost get a complex. But, but I'm just telling you that God, had, God has a tremendous way. If you were here last week, if you weren't here last week, you can still listen to the message that was preached here last week, because, because I want you to I, I want to remind you and, and if I'm not reminding you, I'm telling you for the first time what it was. It was a, it was a clear. It was a clear gospel message. There are folks that are seeking baptism. There are folks that are, that are, that are looking, that, that are looking, they're searching. And I tell you that last week was, it was beautiful. It was, it was powerful. It was, there, there were people that made comments. There were people that made comments about that message last week. Spot on. There were people that said, that was a great message. You know, he, he laid out the one true gospel. He told us, in fact, in home group, he said, and this was Josh who was saying this. Okay, Josh said, in, can you, in five or six sentences, share the gospel? Can you share the one true gospel in five to six sentences? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, I'm gonna give you uh, those five or six sentences that I have. Okay, the ones that, the ones that I would share. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone has sinned. Romans 6.23 says, But the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ his Son. And those wages of sin being death, God has every right to send every one of us to hell for our sin. Because he is not only, he is not only a loving God, he's a just God. He's a perfect. Okay. So, so, But then Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Christ died on the cross for you and I. I think I'm up to five sentences right now. So I got one sentence. I got one sentence to wrap this up. That if that, that that Romans ten nine says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead you will be saved. And that is and that and that in a nutshell is the gospel. That in a nutshell is the gospel. Now here's what I'm going to say to you. If you were here last week, if you were here last week and you heard and you heard that message. Hold on to your hats. I told my Sunday school class, I'm going to admonish some, and I'm going to encourage others. What did you do with it? Did you share it with anybody? Did you share that one true gospel with anybody this week? I had about a a dozen plus opportunities, and yes, I did. Yes, I did. And oh, by the way, one of those was, one of those came on Tuesday with my one. Anybody want to name my one? The bug man, Eugene. Eugene Eugene is the bug man. Eugene came on Tuesday to spray. And we had a very, very frank conversation about the gospel. I've even encouraged him. Now, now keep in mind, we have a work relationship. We have a business relationship. He's, he works for Dots and Pest Control. He comes and he takes care of the whatever bugs Decide they want to take residence here. And um, so we, we do everything we can to fight against that. And so anyway, but he, um, he comes and I challenged him this time to take a Bible and read the book of John. I just think that that's a place where I can, uh, and I told him, I said, I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to be faithful to you. If you'll read the book of John, you and I will talk about the book of John every single time you come here to do work. Okay now he has got to make a choice there he's got to choose whether or not he's going to read the book of john but uh, but you know he he left giving me the impression he may actually read the book of john but little little did he know little did he know that on friday he was going to have to come back little did he know he was, see see we had a we we had a little problem going on in our trailer and I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you about it I'm going to tell you about it <laughs> Okay, had a little problem going on in a trailer. It's been going on for a couple of weeks. has been going on for a few weeks. I think it was actually going on while I was on vacation from what I'm gathering. So, I mean, because the Febreze had already come out before I got back from vacation. Okay, so I'm believing that it was there. But anyhow, um, there was the um, smell of that something had died, that something had died around there. Okay, and we did, but so, so now picture this. Now picture this. Donnie didn't put this on his list. Okay, but so this week this week um after actually after tuesday on wednesday morning on wednesday morning i came here and i took the um part of the underpinning apart and i went under the trailer now i want you to understand that that part under the trailer that we're talking about is with the exception of the washout remember we had the busted pipe that washed out but it's it's that it's that high that's how high it is and and the thing is and 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 you gotta understand look at me okay okay I I don't fit. I don't fit, but the only reason I could fit was because of the washout okay there's this big hole under there that I was able to get in the big hole and I went on, I, I saw a hole under there I saw a hole but you know I knew that pipe pipes used to come down through that because that used to be the bathroom of the trailer so so you know I wasn't that concerned about it and you know I, I kind of pushed up a little bit I really wasn't hoping to find anything as I was pushing up and so the thing was I took my light I went all around went out, walked all through it you, you knew something you knew something was up but you didn't know what. So I came out from under, and I said, I told my leadership. I didn't find anything. So the so next thing you know, we call, and Eugene comes back. Eugene comes back, and Becky has to meet him. Becky has to meet him. You didn't know that the pastor's wife does this kind of stuff. But anyway, Becky had to meet him, and Sean actually came and opened up the underpinning and things like that, and Eugene went under there and spent about an hour under there, and he found, he found the dead culprit. He found the dead culprit. The dead culprit had gone up in one of those holes between the insulation and subflooring. And had gone all the way to the front of the trailer, and that's where that's where he met his demise, and he died. And so, anyway, anyway, I just tell you, I just tell you that um, I tell you that I tell you that to simply say, Eugene's my one. Eugene's my one. Eugene's the one that I'm praying for. I'm sharing the gospel with him. By the way, I shared with him, Eugene, you're my one. And I said, I know you're going to think that's kind of weird. You may say, y'all need to transfer me away from this place because, but, you know, I said, I hope you, but here's what Josh said the gospel was not. Let me just go through the list gospel of social justice, gospel of inclusivity, gospel of permissive grace, gospel of works, gospel of easy believism, gospel of individualism, gospel of self help, gospel of prosperity, gospel of community, gospel of miracles, gospel of country music. Those were the things that he said the gospel is not, but yet that's what we're dealing with today. Those are things we're dealing with today concerning the gospel. Okay, so so, but there's something else that's got to go with what Josh said last week. There's something else that's got to go with it. And look, turn to Luke chapter fourteen. Turn to Luke chapter fourteen, and I'm going to try to walk you through this. And this is not easy. This is not a. This is not something that you would. You you, you might you might look at me later, and you might say, "That's about all you'll say." But uh, there there are costs. There are costs to accepting Jesus Christ. There are costs to wanting to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are costs. And you must count those costs. You must count those costs in everything you do. In every decision you make, you must count the cost of that decision you must weigh it out. You must weigh it out for what it's going to mean for you and what it's going to mean for your family, what it's going to mean for your children, what it's going to mean for your grandchildren. You've got to weigh the cost. You've got to weigh the cost. And, and you know what? To, come, to become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to weigh the cost. You've got to count the cost of what that means because there were many that followed him. There were many that followed him. Let's read. Luke chapter 14, starting in the 25th verse. Now great multitudes went with him. I want you to picture this. Great multitudes went with him. And he turned and said to them. Can you you see this? He turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters... Yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Condition number one to being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is that. That's the first thing he turned around and said to all those people following him. And then he said, and whoever, condition number two, does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is, and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever whoever of you does not forsake all... That he has cannot be my disciple. Condition three, forsaking all. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. May God bless the reading of his word. There are cost to following Jesus. There are costs to being a disciple. The question is, the question is, and, and many of us in here, many of us in here, not all of us in here, but many of us in here are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I, but I ask you, have you counted the cost? Have you counted the cost of what, it, of what it means to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? And not a follower of the world. And not a follower of, of everything and anything that comes along. The crowds, the crowds were with him. They followed him everywhere. They wanted to see that. They wanted to see that next great thing he was going to do. They wanted to see the next person get healed. They wanted to see the next demon get cast out. They wanted to see all of these things. But he looked at them and he made it clear, if you want to be a follower of mine, it's going to cost cost you everything all the way up to, it could cost you your life. It could cost you your life to follow me. You know, you would you would wonder: Is he really saying what he's saying? Is he? Does he really mean what he's saying here? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. He cannot be my follower if he doesn't hate all those people. No, he's not telling you to hate them. But he's but what he is saying. Is he saying that? It's a lesser love. It's a lesser love. And, 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 and I, want you to, I want you to think about this because I think sometimes we get, this, we get this mixed up. We get this messed up. You know, Josh told us last week we left our first love, that many have left their first love. And, and our love is in many other things. And, and, and by the way, th- this paragraph right here, it's a bunch of good things. It's a bunch of good things, but but he says that your love for me, your commitment to me, your your fellowship, your fellowship of me, should be so evident and so full of and so full of your love for me that every other relationship you have looks like hate. Now I, I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to um, I'm not going to elaborate very far beyond what what the scripture says as far as what that means for us today. What that means for us today. But I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. You know. And by the way, you all just you, you, you all are the best. I I love you, and I don't love you because you gave me something this morning, and that's not why I love you. Okay. But, but you know what? Um, it's a joy to lead. It's a joy to lead here. It, it really is. And, um, but there are times, but there are times I get called upon to do something that that person that was standing beside me, uh, she's not very happy. She's not very happy with the choices, with, with some of the things that I'm called upon to do. She wasn't happy that I crawled up under that trailer. She wasn't happy. She did pull out my clothes that she wanted me to wear under there. She did pull out my clothes. She knew I had to, she knew I had to do something. She knew I had to do something. But, but she wasn't happy with that. There, 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 are many time, there, there are times, there are times, there are times I am in, in a place where I am at doing ministry. Guess how? Because she told me I needed to go do that. God uses her on a regular basis. I tell people to either kick me in my pants or to pull the, pull the reins back so hard on me that I, it feels like I'm going to choke to death but but the thing is there there are like I say, there are times there are times when I go to do things, when I'm called upon to do things that it wasn't easy walking out of my house. it wasn't easy it wasn't easy leaving to go do that but 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 and and, and you know something and, and you know something, and I think that that's that's because. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, his mother, wife, and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. You know, I, I go to Africa fairly frequently. I leave this country. I have no idea what's, no what's going to happen. I have no idea. I, I, I'm scheduled for two trips right this moment in 2020, one in March, one in September. Praise God. Praise God for another opportunity. To t- to actually take two new churches, two new churches to uh, to see the work and to hopefully join us in the work. But you know what? I don't, I don't know what that I don't know what that what God has in store. I, I I'm not certain. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. To bear to bear the cross. See, you got, you got to understand that in that day. In that day, bearing the cross meant something totally different than, than what we do today. How do we bear the cross today? How do we bear the cross today? We wear it around our neck. That's pretty much the way people bear the cross today. They wear it around their neck. You know, it, it kind of gives me, it, it, it hopefully gives me the impression that somebody's a, somebody's a believer if they've got a cross around their neck. Because hopefully they recognize, they recognize what happened on the cross. But, but, to bear, but to bear the cross meant, to, to actually bear the cross means that you, that you realize that following Christ could mean your death. You know, we hear from Voice of the Martyrs all the time. We hear from, we hear from believers in North Korea. We hear from believers in China. We hear, we hear from believers in every part of the world that it, it, is, it is dangerous to do what they're doing. And many of them, many of them have not been to prison once, not been to prison twice, but maybe they've been to prison three, four, five times. Maybe they've been in prison for, for, for more years than we can realize, more years than we can realize, where the government, where the government uses them as a pawn or, or maybe even as something higher to negotiate with, especially when you're an American citizen and you find, you land, you find yourself in a, um, in a foreign jail. Part of of that is going to be they're going to use you as a negotiating tool. And and so to bear our cross, to bear our cross means that you know what? God, when I came to you, when I gave my life to Jesus, my, I gave my all. I laid it all right there. I laid it all right there. There's cost to pay, there's cost to count. We may not we may not lose our life because we 're a Christian, most will not, most will not a few may and then he, and then he goes into this thing about the builder and the tower, and he goes into this thing about the king and the army and the, and the war and all this kind of stuff and you say you say, what is that about well that 's just a good example that 's a good example that everybody would understand that everybody would understand about counting the cost before you go to do something. Whether you're a builder and you go to build something and you can't finish it or you can finish it, and, or whether you're a king and you're gonna take people to war. Now here's my example for today. And, and folks, I'm not, I'm not being political right this moment. I'm not being political right this moment. But I want, you to, I, I want you to hear me. How in the world could Donald Trump count the cost of what it would mean to he and the people around him and his family to be president of this country. How in the world could you count the cost for that? For what, for what has been endured for what has been endured since the day actually before but since the day he was inaugurated? How can you count the cost for that? No matter where you stand on anything how can, how, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm amazed how, how someone can stay the course and go through what, and go through what this country has put him through, put his family through. And, and, and folks, I want to, t- now, now I'm going to, now I'm going to step into another place for just a moment. There's an election coming up on November 5th. An election coming up on November 5th, and here's, here's the thing I tell you to do. Go vote. Go vote. It is your right. But I believe, but I believe it's it's a command that we are to, that, that, that this is our part, that this is our part. And I'm going to tell you something. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's how political I'm going to get this morning. There's a group of people that are trying to come into office or they're already in office. There's a group of people that want to change our county. That want to change our county and they they want to turn it. They want to turn it in a direction that there is a group of people that want to turn our country. Okay? That same thing... It's try- is trying to make its way into our county government that's trying to make its way into our national government. So, so here's what I tell you about that. If you don't know right this moment who the candidates are, then you need to figure them out, and you need to figure them out fast. And then, and then you vote. and it goes on cuz because again what was he saying what was Jesus saying in that in that piece right there he was saying be sure to count the cost before you decide to be a follower of mine because it's going to cost you something and then it, and, and as if that wasn't enough as if that wasn't enough then he goes to this piece right here and he talks and he continues to talk about that but then he goes to this He said, so likewise, verse 33, so likewise, whoever whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. It can't be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Do you hear what I'm saying? It can't be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's, it's It's got to be either you are all in or none of you is in. when it comes to being a follower of Christ, you either are or you are not. And if you are not, guess who you are a follower of, per the word? You're a follower of the enemy. Folks, I I don't mean to make that sound harsh, and I don't think I'm the one making that sound harsh. That's the the exclusivity, the exclusivity, not the inclusivity, the exclusivity of the gospel and the fact that Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. And we must forsake all. We must forsake everything. What was, it, what was it in that third soil that got in the way? Do you remember this? Mark chapter 4, verse 19. What does it say? It says, And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. You see, because I believe soil one, soil two, soil three all left unbelievers. Some would say, well, oh, no, 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 they accepted. They accepted Christ, but then the world got the better of them. The world, the world took them on another, took them on another journey. And, and, and folks, I struggle. I, I, I may have told you this I, if I didn't tell you, I told a Sunday school class. If I didn't tell a Sunday school class, I told somebody because I remember telling somebody. But I struggle over Melissa's death. I struggle over Melissa's death. And the fact that, and, and you know, had the, privilege of hearing, had the privilege of hearing the sheriff last Monday night and the program they have for recovering addicts because he doesn't believe that you can turn out a, a clean addict and that do you any good. I heard, that, I heard that said yesterday. I was clean for 11 and a half years. I was clean for 11 and a half years. I know what clean looks like. And now I'm in recovery because I fell back into it. Now I'm in recovery because I fell back into it. Oh, by the way, that's the woman that was told that Jesus is a mean and judging And wants to and wants to judge you and and wants to condemn you. That's what she was taught as a young girl in a church. In a church. You know what I told her yesterday? I said, sadly, you experienced a false teacher. Because that is not the Jesus that I know. That is not the Jesus that died on the cross. For me and for you, and you you know, and and, and I I just so it goes on. It talks about salt for a moment. You go, okay. We've heard this salt analogy before, but you know, salt was a salt was a very um, big deal in that day in that place. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill. But men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And what it's saying here. The, what see salt is salt, salt is salt. If nothing else affects the salt, okay. Do you, do you hear that? Kinsley asked me yesterday. I got home from Baltimore. I got home from Baltimore, and Kinsley and Jace were at the house, and um, Tiffany was there, and they were having a conversation. And and, and um, I don't think um, Kinsley's feeling the greatest, and so Kinsley looks over at me, and she said, "Granddaddy, are you all sweaty?" And I said, believe it or not, Kinsley, no, I am not sweaty today. And she gets down from her mom's lap, and she comes over, and she gets in my lap. Now, I know what that was about. She didn't want stinky, smelly granddaddy. I mean, because you know what? And what's funny What's funny is sometimes on vacation, she would look at me, and she said, granddaddy, you stink. <laughs> I said, okay, so what do I smell like? She said, fish. So I'd go take a shower, and I'd, I'd you know, everything i do. And I'd come out, and I'd go, how does Granddad smell now? And she says, you smell like Granddad. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, you know, she, she got me figured out. But the th- but, see, but see, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. You know, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed something. I mean, I, I, I'm probably not showing it very much from these lights, but Josh showed it last week. When he preached, he poured it out. Not only did he pour out the Word as the Lord had laid on his heart, but he also, he also poured out some sweat. He was sweating and and i want you to know that if you tasted that sweat it'd be rather salty okay because we're made up of a whole lot of salty water okay that's what we're made up of i know that'd be gross i'm sorry but but anyway and josh would probably say well i use me as the example in that but anyway but it was just you know how i'm thinking but see there were a couple of things that were in the soil in this land in this land, that if it came in contact with the salt, if it came in contact with the salt, it caused the salt to lose its flavor. It caused the salt to lose its salinity. It caused the salt not to be worth anything. And, and what it's saying, and, and, and here's the flip side of what this is saying, is that, you know what? If, if these three things, if these three things are not a part of your fellowship, if these three things are not a part of your walk with me, then you know what you're worthless you're worthless in my kingdom and 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 but yet but yet now but yet now we have the ability for that to change we have the ability for all of that to change now remember now remember now this is a message to those to those who are not yet believers who want to follow Christ Okay, that's who this message is really for, is for the lost person that's looking to become a believer because the multitudes were made up of everything and anybody and all that kind of stuff. And he was saying, listen, this is just what I want to make sure you understand. But maybe we've fallen into a rut as a Christian. Maybe we've fallen into a rut as a Christian and we've gotten to the point where where we are not as... We are not as salty as we once, once were. So you know what? So you know what? What do we do? Well, we look at the things that he says about being a disciple, and we look at the things that get in the way and the, that, that come into our life that have a potential of, of weakening us as far as our faith, of weakening. You do not know how many people looked at me yesterday and said, I want to pray for more strength in the Lord. I want more strength in the Lord. I want, I, I, I want more clarity in my walk. I want to I, I be... They said that to me. Now, were they telling me what I wanted to hear? Yeah, a lot of them were. Because guess what? Through me, you go downstairs. So if you tell me everything I want to hear, and I pray for you, or in Michael's case, did get to pray for him, Because I told him, I said, Michael, you going downstairs is not contingent on me praying with you. I just praise God that somebody prayed with him before he walked out the door. That was kind of funny. Because he was the one that said, prayer is not my thing. I would ask you to pray for Jonathan as well. Pray for John. John has two sons. One had to be taken out of the house, not because he lost custody again had to be taken out of the house because of the other brother, the older brother, who just got um, suspended from school for the second time. If he gets suspended a third time, guess what? He's expelled for the rest of the year. He's scared to death. He says, I've taken everything from this boy that I can take. Short of me putting my hands on him, and I'm not in a place where I can ever do that again because of who else is in my life talking about child protective service, talking about Department of Social Service and all of that. He said, he said y- y- you know, I'm scared. I'm scared for, my, I'm scared for both of my sons. My, my youngest son is with his godmother. He's in a safe place. He's in a good place. I just want my wife and I just want him to be with us. But right now he can't be there. So, but look at this. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him and near to him to hear him. Who who was it? Who was it that who was it that chose to walk with him after they heard these things? It was the outcast, it was the downcast, it was the ones, it was the ones that no one else wanted anything to do with, the people that no one else wanted anything to do with are, are the people are the people that heard Jesus' message and says, you know what? Even though you said what you just said, or we're good with what you just said, we're willing, we're willing to forsake all and follow you. Jesus was also hanging out with them because they're the ones that needed a Savior, and they knew it. But that other group, the Pharisees and the scribes, complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Folks, may we never, may we never get to a point where where we, where we don't like who we're ministering to where we don't think they deserve help where we don't think that there's hope for them there's hope for everybody there's hope for everybody there's hope for every sinner there's hope for every person out there as long as they are able to take a breath as long as they are able to take a breath there is hope and 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 you know what we need to see people the way Jesus sees people that even got said in our van yesterday we need to see people not through the eyes of the flesh but through the eyes of Jesus that's how that's how we see people that's how we That's that's how we are able to be all that God called us to be. Because you know what? I sit up there there and listen to those stories in Baltimore. You, You know why I go to Baltimore? Do you know why I go to Baltimore? You may want to venture a guess at that. Some would say because you like it. Cheryl says, "Because I'm supposed to," hey, and, and and you know what? You're, you're you're a big part right on that. But but it's but it but y- you know what? I want to I, I want to stay in the middle of this. I want I want to stay in the middle of this. I'll say this and did I did I show did I show hate for my family yesterday because I went to Baltimore? In other words, and, and hate in this case is lesser love? Did I show lesser love yesterday because I went to Baltimore? That's a, that's a question. That's an interesting question. It's an interesting question to think about because, but the thing is, you, you know what? I want to stay in the, I, I want to stay where my faith, where my faith can be tested. I want to stay where my faith can grow. I want to stay in the place, in the place where I am constantly dependent on the Lord. That's the reason I will go back to Africa. That's the reason that I will lead others, that I will lead others in that journey. That's the reason when things get tough to do the job that I do for the state convention, when things get tough doing that, I don't give up and walk away from it, though I make absolutely no money to do it. Some people think that what you do has got to be tied to money. And I, t- and I tell you, if, if 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 that's what we're looking for to do anything, then we're looking in the wrong place, and we're and we're dealing with it in the wrong way. We, I, I do these things. I do these things. I go to Sunday school. Right now, I teach a Sunday school class. But if I'm not teaching, I go to Sunday school. I go to Sunday school. I I I participate in home group. I participate in a community group that, by the way, I lead. I lead when the leader when the leader needs me to lead, I lead. Okay, so, so I'm led by someone else in home group, even though sometimes I write the questions. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just the way that this works out. But, but the thing is, you, you, do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? I do what I do. I do what I do because I want to be, I want to be centered in this. I want to be centered in what the, Lord is, and what the Lord is telling me as well and what the Lord is telling each of us. I keep looking at my watch, and we're going I'm gonna stop right now, and and I'm done. Actually, I'm actually done. But but I, but I, Sean and I had the privilege. Sean and I had the privilege of going to Second Branch Baptist Church. And talking to their transition team. See the, the relationship I have. I know a lot of people at Second Branch Baptist Church, but Sean and I have a have a um, friendship with the pastor, with the newest pastor. And he asked us to come. He asked us to come and talk with him. talk with with their transition team about leadership team, about um, transitioning to a leadership team, (coughs) which is a really big deal for this church. It's a really big deal for this church. And in one minute, they're going to take the vote. They're going to take the vote over whether or not to have a leadership team at their church. They've laid it out. They've laid it out. What I want to do is I want us to pray right now as I close the, as I close this message, as I close this message of, you know what, you heard the gospel clearly last week. And if you didn't hear it last week, go listen to Josh's message. Go listen to Josh's message. But if you, if you heard it and you heard it clearly, and 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 folks, I just want you to understand that there are costs to being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do I tell you that because I don't want you to become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Of course I don't tell you for that reason. I tell you, I tell you so that you know that there is cost to following Jesus, but you know what? There's no greater decision, there's no better decision that you could ever make for your own life than to follow Jesus, than to have Jesus as the Lord of your life and to allow Him, and to allow Him to be a part of everything you do, and every, every part of your life. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you and I praise you, and I thank you, Father, for, for laying it all out for us, for, for, Lord, telling us how to count the cost and, Lord, I pray, that, I pray that each one of us have counted the cost, and each one of us know that there is a cost to being a follower of you. Lord, Lord, I lift up Second Branch Baptist Church right this moment. Lord, as, as they are taking this vote, as they are taking this vote this morning to d- decide whether or not to have a leadership team. Lord, um, Lord it, has been a, it has been a good journey for Mission Community Church. And prior to that, it was a good journey for Bermuda Baptist Church to have a leadership team. And Lord, I pray now, I pray now that you would move among those people and Lord, that the right thing would happen for those for those people. I, I, I believe that the pastor, I believe, believe that the pastor has the right heart about this and has gone about this um, with his transition team in the, in the best way possible and they have communicated well. And Lord, I just pray I just pray that you would do a great thing in that place, whatever the decision is, Lord, that it's your will, not, not man's will. And Lord, that, and, and and Lord, if it be your will for them to have a leadership team, then after this moment they will have a leadership team. And Lord, um, and Lord, again, I just I lift up each and every person in this place right this moment. I pray, Lord, that and Lord, I pray for those that are those that may only hear this by, by um, going to our webpage, listen to our podcast, what, however it is, they will, they will hear the message because, because Lord, um, Lord, there are some that we have not seen in a few weeks. And, Lord, I, um, Lord, uh, my, I think about those. And, Lord, I, I, I just pray, I just pray, Lord, that you would have your way with each and every one of us. Lord, if we're a if we're a born-again believer, if we're if we're a Christian, if we if we profess you, then Lord, then Lord, that we would do something with that gospel, with that gospel message that's within each one of us. But Lord, if, if there's someone here this morning that has never accepted you as Lord and Savior, that has ne- never asked you to be the Lord of Lord of their life. And Lord, there are some that this think it just happens because they show up in church. But Lord, but Lord, it's something that that each person has to do. Lord, it's it's an exercising that free will to make a decision for you. And Lord, I, I just pray for each and every person in here. And Lord, just pray that you would have your way. We love you, we praise you, we honor you. All this in your most precious holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.